Hey, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. We just want to say right now, before we start this episode, uh, we tell jokes about suicide, suicidal thoughts, and depression on this show. Uh, they can get real dark. And that's because we've been there, and it's how we cope with it. We hope it'll help you. It's not because we think suicide is a joke or that it would be funny if anyone committed suicide. So please just know that going into this show. And if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts or want to commit suicide, don't do it and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right now. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will talk to you. They know what you're going through. They will hear you. Please stay here with us on Earth. We're glad you're alive and enjoy the show. Welcome to the aggression cast. That's right. You're about to hear. You're about to hear men do fucking push-ups, dude. I've got my power tools. I'm looking at uh, oiled-up dudes. I'm taking shits. I'm over here. That's how I lift weights. I'm watching my Mark Wahlberg workout videos. I eat bowling balls and then I shit them. Oh, hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. It's a comedy and mental health podcast hosted by two cucks. Uh, <laughs> We do not lift weights. We're afraid of weights. Uh, anything yeah. that weighs anything. I'm scared of the Joe Rogan mm. podcast. I'm worried it'll beat me up. Jojo, you have to get we off joke, me. We talk and joke around about very dark things here um, because we are dark-ass people and we like to deal with the darkness by joking around about it. <laughs> not because we are reductive of your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Man, is there a way we could do a tight version of that and we just play that every episode? I know. I think we do, actually. By the way, we care about all your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the, we get the Micro Machines voice guy. Yeah. By the way, I really care about your feelings. <laughs> uh, I had to get uh, JoJo off my chest. That dude, my cat weigh, that dude. weighs so goddamn much. I'm not hey, saying JoJo. he has an eating problem, but motherfucker sits around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn. motherfucker wears a Malcolm X t-shirt. Helicopters trying to land on him. <laughs> Blood type is ragu, dude. There's a. Do you know the song? You're, wow. Black, 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 black. Do you know the song "Your Mama" by The Far Side? You heard the song? Holy shit! I have not thought about that since I. It's one of my favorite songs. Oh man, I love that record, "Bizarre Ride to the Far Side." And uh, they have. There's a song on the album. It came out what ninety three or something called Yamama, mm-hmm. and it's just a whole bunch of Yamama jokes. Mm-hmm. But something that I always remembered was as the song is fading out, they're just sort of like it sounds like they're in the distance, still saying your mama, your mama's fat jokes. <laughs> and away. one of them at one point literally just goes, "Your mama's an extra on The Simpsons," <laughs> and I, I also thought that was so funny, Whoa. and I don't know why that's insulting. That is- <laughs> Laser focus. <laughs> it's so crazy. Sniper shot from across <laughs> the desert. Great joke. Why is it funny though? I don't know why. That's just a funny fucking thing to <laughs> it's say. It's a funny thing someone to say. Someone looks like a Simpsons character. <laughs> oh, because it's got to look right. Yeah, you just look ugly. You look <laughs> like a Simpsons character. And it's such a fun way to say it. Your mom is an extra on the Simpsons. <laughs> 
Is that an extra? Yeah. That's fucking fun. Not even the main cast member. Yeah, like you're ugly and you don't matter. Wow. <laughs> fuck. Dude, there's a really good one in the song, too. It's like, um, uh, your mom is so fat. How fat is she? Uh, we got to board her back to get some burgers or Wendy's, and then her skates went flat. <laughs> Dude. Uh, it's very funny. Dude, wow. Comedy was really in its zenith. <laughs> I know. In the mid-90s. Uh, right before you know the Mad TV collapse, her skates went flat. I got stuck in her butt crack. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, I thought I, I was lost, but I got like, caught um, by the G strap. The Jerky Boys a lot and all that kind of. Just, <laughs> yeah, it was like there were so few <laughs> options for comedy. The Jerky Boys were. It was just like they're like, um, hello, you're a bitch. LOL, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so wild dude they just would be like call up like middle eastern people just like do their voice back at them and like yeah. fuck you <laughs> fuck you they like cassette after cassette this is like an empire people don't know if they're oh, young dude it man. was huge man it's like it's at a great time in history where just cassettes were easy to make they were everywhere and it was like gas stations everywhere it's yes like jerky boys is a big thing for like i don't know if like truckers or like almost I think so it. road trips people who road swing tripping. a little conservative <laughs> yeah it was pre-podcasts jerky boys kids, kids liked it you know yeah, uh, yeah i love feelings it. they hate you know yeah i people. loved it when people were mean to each other on tape <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Before it a I lot. Before I discovered empathy, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yeah, burn it down, oh, fuck yeah. it." <laughs> hey, uh, hey, buy my album. It's called "The Only Man Who Has Ever Had Sex." The URL is sex.guns.beer. And this is real. <laughs> Hampton, and this is real. Sex.guns.beer. That is the go there, and there are all the types oh. of ways you can buy the album, including a flip book, um, and. Uh, we are co-headlining a show at Union Hall in New York on September 11th, which is not funny. Come to the show. Not funny, it, but come to the show. Don't laugh, but come to the show. And, and Hampton has some dates leading up to it. I, I have some dates. I'm going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina, September uh, 6th and 7th. I'm trying to line up something in Virginia, September 8th. It might not happen, but if I do, just check my website. I'll put something up. And then I'll be there with you uh, September 11th. Yeah. And I'll be in Chicago September 13th. So, guys, buy tickets. And uh, yeah. that way the venues stop calling us up and being like, why does no one want to come? They keep calling my landline They keep calling my day. mom. And they keep calling my I, mom. Hey, your son's a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they got to get personal it's with so this. It's so weird. It's very hostile. But yeah. I like the new uh, capitalism. Me, Mrs. Ross, when your son sits around the house, he sits around the house. <laughs> Boom! Braca, 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 braca. Dead, dead, dead. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Ross. Uh, I just found out uh, that your son puts on his belt with a boomerang. <laughs> your boy is large. <laughs> Man, it's like, I feel so bad. No one really ever got insulted with those jokes because no one would ever say that to an actual person. Like, these are just like road or, you know, like street jokes. So I hope no one was actually like, you know, you know, no one said this shit to your face, right? Like, no one actually said this, like, your blood type's ragu. <laughs> right. It's always your mama. So there's a layer. Right. There's and a layer it's of separation. A joke. Right. It's a way of basically saying those things about you, but it's the extra layer. Right. The sort of 
makes it safer. Anything you say about someone's mom is already mean, right? Or it's right. shit. Well, it's also sort of like now that it's a framework, uh, your mama's so blank, then we all know that we're all in on it and we don't actually mean it. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, though, at some point in my life, someone did get mad and everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> It's Joe Pesci. <laughs> it was Joe Pesci, yeah. What the fuck did you just say about my mother? My mother was my father growing up. It's so funny because it's so it's so important to say your mama's so fat. Uh-huh. Imagine saying your mother's so overweight. Uh, yeah, that she's, uh, well, you know. Well, she, the doctors are concerned. The doctors are very worried. But I'm beginning to think that that's more of a sexist thing. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Have you ever thought about this? Your mom's way, perhaps, is a reflection of you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was head fucking explodes. Perhaps Ah! you should talk to her. Holy shit. (laughs) Your mom's weight is making us at the office perceive you as weak. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weakness. Uh, Oh, also... I like have a last minute headlining show I'm doing right here in fucking California, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Fucking it's like fuck it all the time. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's like my own bit, dude. Uh, you should put that, someone. I saw someone made a cartoon of that. Uh, yes, you should put that on a shirt, dude. I should. Nice. Jack Shogren did that. The guy who does the art for Good Heroin. It looked really good. Yeah, my weekly show. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm headlining the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Beautiful. August 30th. This episode drops August 29th. So if you hear it the day it comes out or the day after, <laughs> uh, bring all your friends to Rec Room in Huntington Beach. It's cool, too, because, Andy, you've done it, right? Yeah, it's a complete insane place. It's co- a comedy club attached to one of those places that is an arcade and a bowling alley and all a- that shit, Adult too. Chuck E. It's, Cheese is yeah. really a little bit more It's like a neon Dave and Buster's. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, dude, and no lie, I mean, I probably did 20 minutes just making fun of <laughs> the, the place. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I would say... Go for it, dude. They were so on board. They yes. loved talking about what the fuck is this place. Dude, I'm for real going to get there oh, early okay. to like write down shit to make fun of in that place. <laughs> Partially because since my album, I have no material. <laughs> it's also a little creepy, that location, because they bought up a huge building, but it's not all kind of like used, uh, you know? Like, yeah. It, it, the, the level of playground for adults just kind of keeps going to what there's like less and less things. And I kept going down this like long hallway and it just led to like this room that was big, open, like some neon stuff on the walls, but like nothing in the room. And then there was just a weird statue of a cop. What? And I just took a bunch of photos. Like, this is uh, this is insane. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it was like a weird cartoon cop like statue, and I was like, hell yeah, all what, lives, dude? all lives, dude. <laughs> what, dude. Blue lives splatter, dude. Whoa! Whoa. Damn. Um. Well, what are we doing this week, dude? Uh, we're going to continue talking to good friend Chris Charpentier. He was a wonderful interview. Uh, and we kind of decided to keep the conversation going because the first one was definitely its own thing. Man, that story uh, about mm-hmm. killing himself on acid. We're wow. trying to. Yeah. Jeez yeah. Yeah. Louise. He needs to write a short about that. The picking up the knife and being like, whoa. <laughs> Just getting tripped out yeah, by it. Damn. Yeah. Definitely a weird story of a uh, drug re- drug use and uh you know suicidal thoughts but then this is kind of a whole 
different conversation, uh, I guess, which would be kind of geared towards um, people kind of taking advantage of mental health, people who need mental health help. Yeah. Um, which isn't, you know, a story you can often tell. Uh, totally. He so. has like insider info. Yeah. <laughs> he's the insider, dude. Yeah, he's the insider. We got him inside. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, before we get into that, real quick, by his album, he's one of the best stand-ups in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's called Brain Thoughts. It's on a special thing records right now. He's the best. Uh, we'll be back with that interview, that second part of the interview with him after this ad for, well, something. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doesn't matter what they say Cause I'm gonna get my way If I don't wanna go to, to what age did you think it was maybe possible to move things with your mind? <laughs> I, tr- I tried like I still, wa- late teens still. <laughs> really? Trying to move things I with my mind. I honestly tried probably <laughs> within the last couple of years. I tried like real hard one time. Wait, was that a sincere effort for you to no. turn it off with your... Okay. <laughs> no. Chris just tried to turn off the air conditioner with his brain. I, that's, what he did. that's what he did. And he kind of did do it because you did Because Dave then I got up did and did it. it. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a form of yeah. mental prowess. Is, you know, did you, you say prowess? Prowess? Pa- powers? Power, prowess. I, mean, just, I, was, prowers. I, I think prowess works, kind of. <laughs> prowess works, yeah. Prowess is the female version of powers. It, you didn't... <laughs> There's Air and Eris. Powers and Prowess. You gotta say it right. You gotta fucking say it right. Ah, fuck. I love words. (laughs) Guys, we're here with Chris Charpentier, host of the Bully Cast. Yeah, dude. Sports bullies of the game. He's a fucking bully. We were talking off mic at one point how funny it would be to have a podcast called Shut Up, where you're like, hey, welcome to Shut Up. We got Chris Charpentier. What's up, man? Hey, I was Dude, shut up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me fucking finish. <laughs> Just let me finish. Thank you. Uh, you're all listening to Not Now with Dave Ross and Hampton Yunt. Uh, uh, we're, here, we're here with Chris Charpentier. What's up, man? Hey, not are, now, dude. You're right, you're right. Too soon. Just come in when we Too tell soon. you. When we tell you, come in. We'll fucking introduce you. You'll know. You did well, introduce me. Not now. You guys Fuck. might know Chris from his podcast. You might know him from our podcast last week where yes. we left on a cliffhanger. Car. Yes. Over Death Death yeah, Valley. Dude. That episode was <laughs> Thelma. Gorge, this episode sure. is Louise. Yeah. That's right. I never saw Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a suicide movie. And you're a suicide guy. <laughs> yes, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, through and through. That's yeah. what I that's what I told the suicide hotline. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> you, I just wanted to call up and tell you guys I like fucking suicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for your hotline where you encourage it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sir, this is an emergency line. <laughs> hell yeah, it is. This is an emergency. <laughs> you got 
guy's rocking. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Wow. We have a rock emergency right now. I just want to say, girls rock. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if like Biden said that out of nowhere, <laughs> like during a speech. He's like, and by the way, I just want to say, girls rock. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like he is he, half a second away yeah. from having complete Alzheimer's, dude. I think he He's would like, absolutely <laughs> do that. Definitely. Yeah. It's on top. Totally. Just in a debate mm-hmm. randomly. It's just like, give him the ball. <laughs> what, Joe? I, I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I took the train to work for decades. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a selling point for me at some point. Do you know how hard I had to fight for a train that stopped right at my office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what they don't tell you is lobby. that I was a millionaire and I bought my own train. <laughs> Took a train right to my doorstep. <laughs> train from home, train to work. That's right. I'm about to run a train on these tracks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is when George Carlin took over as the conductor for Thomas the Tank Engine. I tell you, they're gonna put. We're gonna run a train on this train. Well, Chris, your story about taking acid and almost committing suicide was so. That's one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. It's wild. Yeah, dude. Check yeah, out yeah. the last episode. And we, yeah, check out the last episode. And we warned in the middle of it. I didn't even realize that's where it was going. We warned in the middle, like. Any mental health issues, please do not take psychedelic drugs. And after that story, I seriously cannot stress that enough. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have unfortunate examples uh, of friends who've had serious psychological issues who ended yeah. up doing drugs and they're not around anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Man. So you have it's multiple very serious. friends who have committed suicide. I have lots of friends who've committed suicide and and or uh, by overdose, uh, which I kind of feel like. Sometimes I don't know which was that a suicide. Do you Dude, think it's you? Tell you? Do you think you're the correlating factor? I think it, I I might be. <laughs> wow, I'm so fucking cool, man. You kidding me? I'm cool Too as hell. Cool for them to live. They're like, <laughs> man, Everything Chris is... isn't around anymore. What am I gonna do? <laughs> I'm just gonna. I better just fucking overdose on this oxy. <laughs> you nope. want me to? Wow, man, that's so tough to like keep going through that i mean yeah it's it's happened so many times it's yeah it's terrible and uh it's so much worse actually since it's happened when i've been in la like friends back from colorado really because it's terrible that i half the time i haven't been able to go back because i don't have money and i'm like well so i have like this weird like definitely funerals are for the living and I'm, you know, one of the living. So you fucking need to go to those to put closure to it. And Whoa. so I just don't have that with certain friends. Oh and it's God, terrible. Dude. Fuck, dude. It's uh, really, it's really Chris's album. a shame. And let's Brain get that thought, travel special thing for records. funerals fund up. We're <laughs> yeah, not going to stop the funerals, but we're definitely going to get you there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I predict a pile of bodies that we're going to get you to, little slugger. I have a pile of bodies, and you're going to every funeral. <laughs> you're going to cry so much. Man, can't stop the funerals, but we can get you there. Can't that, stop that should be the funerals. <laughs> it's like an ad for Expedia. You're like, hi, I'm I'm Chris Sharpadilla. I'm going across the country to go to every funeral. I'm trying to go to one funeral in every state. <laughs> Follow me. I've been to 38 so far. Um, it's interesting what you said said about drug overdoses maybe being suicides because uh, I I've never 
actively attempted suicide, even though I've like thought about it and planned it out so much. But when I was doing a lot of drugs, I had a night where like I used to, there was a period of time in my life where I was smoking heroin a lot. And I, the thing about that stuff is it like, Smoking it specifically, it's very powerful, but it you also sort of feel like it's the real you, which is mm-hmm. what's scary about it. So I would often do it and forget I had done it. Mm. So I had a day where I smoked like a gram of that stuff, which is a lot. And then I went to a party and I drank 12 beers and you are not supposed to mix anything with heroin, you know? Yeah. And uh, not even so I was like butter. fucked up and I had forgotten I did the heroin. What'd you say? <laughs> not even peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't mix anything with heroin, Hampton. Just, what, a, what about not even what about marshmallow? marshmallow. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, I think maybe the bigger Sorry, message talk- is to just not do heroin. Sorry, you talking about heroin made me hungry, dude. You talking about heroin just made me so hungry, dude. Yeah, I keep thinking about those rail thin. I'm full. Um, yeah, so I like I smoked the heroin and then I drank twelve beers and I was so fucked up and then. I did a bunch of coke and uh, then I took some muscle relaxers. Hell yeah. And I was like, I was so fucked up that I was constantly pouring sweat and people had to carry me around. I like had my arms around people and I was like, uh, and the room, I was was having an out of body experience. The room was spinning around me entirely. It was for sure an overdose. I didn't die, but Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, I clearly went over the dose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor, how much party should this kid have? Uh, the correct um, party dosage. Let's see. Over the um, dose is the name of my next album. Over the dose? Yeah. I mean, 12 beers alone. Is yeah, like, I know. Alcohol poisoning adjacent? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not good. Yeah, and, it's uh, up there. And then I, yeah, and I just like kept going and people were just like, pouring water on me and being like people who had been doing coke for days were like are you okay yeah <laughs> uh, i thought you could hang and then i woke up the next day at 5 p.m in my bed luckily and my roommates were on coke and they were watching football and they were in my room they were like get up dude we're winning oh my <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, never a more inaccurate wow. statement oh <laughs> 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 And I got up, and one of my first thoughts was, oh, whoa, I wanted to die yesterday. And it, like, I wasn't thinking it at the time, I'm killing myself, but I did want to die. I definitely wanted to be dead. I I think when when you get very serious into drugs, you know that you're killing yourself every time that you're doing it. And so there's yeah. a level of like, fuck it every single time. I might die and that's okay with me. Kind Absolutely. of mini suicides. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. You do. It's and like the not, more serious. not entirely suicide, but being okay with it. Right. Being like, I could die, I could live, whatever. I've mm-hmm. had that yeah. thought in relation to people who are smokers also. Like, sure. I'm just wondering, and I know that's stupid because you both have smoked or, you know, I think you still yep. smoke. And yeah, like, Chris still smokes. It's honestly, that, we're very close friends and I don't want to lose him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy you brought it up. Chantix. I'm just saying. <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by Chantix. That's is good. it low level nihilism when you, when people smoke? Yes. Where they're just like, I, I know these are killing me and everyone does jokes, but it's like, I guess they know, they're, they're aware that you're well, doing something that's not helping your health. I've actually thought about this a lot with myself specifically because I, I definitely know, I can't figure out what it is, but there's some side, type of psychosis that I'll bet a lot of people have, that I definitely have, 
where I like things that hurt me and I'm like forever in my life searching for things that I perceive as hurting me that are more okay than the last. And I mean that like I quit doing drugs and I drank a lot and then I like don't drink as much anymore and then I smoked for a long time and I've quit smoking here and there and every time I quit smoking, I replaced it with something. And one of the times I quit, I quit for like a year and during that year, I drank like three or four Diet Cokes a day. And that mm-hmm. shit is horrible for you. And it made me feel bad. <laughs> like it <laughs> yeah. wasn't good. Uh, and, uh, and then this time I quit and you like, I mean, you saw, I started buying cases of water to try to replace, just drink a lot of water instead of smoking. And that basically worked, but it's kind of also turned into overeating. And there's just some sort of psychosis mm. where I want to lightly punish my body. Yeah. For yeah, some reason. I think that's very common though. You yeah. Know? And that's what makes us very human. Like we, not we, everyone, but like th- so many people like to just, you know, numb it, numb the existence. Cut, cut yourself in one way or another. Yeah. I think like uh, the Buddha, <laughs> yeah, I'll quote the Buddha. I think he said the world is on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's like we're all kind of watching everyone suffer and stuff like that. And I think that there's a part of like, um, embracing this kind of interesting like global pain. Everyone's dying. Everything is like, yeah, it like it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter. But that doesn't necessarily have to be like a dark nihilism. It's more just like you know clinging on to things. Just kind is, of the human kind existence. Of pointless. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I never really thought of it that way. It's a great time to say uh, to all of you listening, please take care of yourselves. (laughs) Go to therapy, be good to yourself, call your loved ones, feel love in this world. You are loved, I promise you. I think it's important to know, you know, why you think about certain things. And that's why therapy is super important. Totally. Uh, You say it out loud so many times that you finally (laughs) realize it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how it's like, I don't know if I'll remember what I was thinking about exactly the other day about therapy, but I think. I was thinking about how people often don't want to go because they're like, it'll change me and, uh, and all that. But I think actually the, the real purpose of it is, is just maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually probably the best time of your life to go, oddly, and you won't want to go at all is when things are the best in your life. You should actually go when things are right. supposedly really good. Right. Because then you really have nothing to lose. Right. Right. Like, you should it, go for sure. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like. It's more, it's a lot more like going to the dentist than mm-hmm. it is like going to the ER. People yeah. think of it like treating a broken leg, but it's yeah. really more like getting a fucking checkup. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, you should go to the doctor when you broke, break a leg, but you should also just check in with the doctor and get a checkup <laughs> yeah. every now and then. Totally. And just be like, what's up? And if during that, you know, time that things are really up for you and you see a therapist and you're like actually i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed talking to somebody then there's no reason to not kind of keep going mm-hmm. i mean you know? you know i i say all the time on this show that that therapy changed my life for the better like times a million and i like feeling you know i i definitely have down periods but feeling like at a baseline that's a little higher therapy is doing interesting things for me now where i'm just like finding out how the light ways that my brain works against me. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. I just like, we'll just talk. And then after like a year of sessions, it's like, oh, I, yeah, I, 
I can't think of an example. I'm constantly using gay slurs against myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I noticed that about I take, me. <laughs> I take it, things like this, like, wow, I take it personally when people cut me off in traffic. <laughs> I think when people are, like, rude to me on the road, it's... I perceive it as them like thinking I'm a little punk ass bitch no, and that I deserve it. They're like, oh, there's Dave. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut him off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this takes <laughs> so long to commit this crime. God, it I takes days of planning. <laughs> the whole city operates based around treating yeah, you poorly. Dude, they yeah. have to get us all know your license plate. They're like, oh, there's that motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's like Nicolas Cage from Gone in 60 Seconds is on this crew. They get the whole Fast and the Furious crew. They're all like manipulating traffic. Yeah, walk. Yeah. I've got him. <laughs> I got a guy changing red lights. Yeah, a guy in the van on the swivel chair on the computers. I got it. I'm in. Like, we don't need to hack anything. This is cars. Doesn't matter. I'm in. I got in the mainframe. I'm in the main what? <laughs> of what? Your car. Those computers car, aren't plugged dude. in. <laughs> I'm a hacker. <laughs> Well, I think um, uh, we, you know, really wanted to talk with you for another episode, two-parter, uh, because we were t- about to talk about kind of this therapy rehab you went into, which proved w- it's, you know, disastrous, and it's maybe, you know, good for people to know what kinds of therapy to maybe watch yeah. out for. Yeah, yeah for so sure. You, you're about what age when you started? I was 16. Wow, still, wow, this is so yeah. close to right after. How long really after was, that yeah. acid suicide story were you put into rehab, and how did it happen? Probably, like, months later. Oh, and not wow. related. And not related. It just was, like, your parents. No, my parents had no idea that happened. How did they kind of catch wind that it was worse than it, you know, they well, when I got, thought it was, apparently? When I got in trouble at school, I got a ticket mm-hmm. uh, as part, because I got a ticket for weed, what I can't even remember <laughs> was, possession under an ounce or something like uh-huh. that. And then got kicked off my team, so I dropped out of school. So that's they were like, "This is serious, mm. but we'll be, we'll, you know, be able to get him back, whatever." Uh, <laughs> Our child is dead. Yeah, well, <laughs> they well, like they just you. figured they'd be able to do it themselves. Like we'll get our kid yeah. in there, and so, and that did not work at all. Uh, so they were like, "All right, let's." do something hmm. and so uh my mom called me one day and was like hey do you want to go to lunch and i was like yeah that sounds great so because they lunch. were because we would always in the trunk because all we had been doing was fighting for the past like month yeah uh, constantly because i was a piece of shit month um, three of rehab you're like were you like pretty lunch? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much dude because she picked me up well first off i was like oh hell yeah i'm going to lunch i'm gonna get fucking stoned so I got real stoned, <laughs> extra stoned. Uh, Dude, so many people actually do get stoned right before they go to rehab anyway. Uh, absolutely. I, yeah, I got Just extra stoned because I was going to lunch. Odd so coincidence. My mom picked me up and then dropped me off at this place and was like, you have an appointment with a drug counselor. I'll be back in an hour. Wow. Holy and uh, so I walked into this place and there Were you was pissed? this... Were you, did you get mad oh, at her? I was furious. I'll bet. Like, chicken tenders, cup of soup. <laughs> you know what? Bowl. Give me a bowl. <laughs> We're going to Taco Bell after this, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unfucking believable. God damn it, dude. I fucking love lunch. I got so high for that this. That is cruel, man. <laughs> Kids, get in the car. We're going to Disney World. Oh, haircuts. Yeah. Uh, like, it was so you was got stoned down. thinking food was coming, and then you went to a fucking drug counselor. Yeah, God damn man. And uh, I got out of the car, and it was at this. It was like a real DIY drug group uh, <laughs> rehab, which that's your first 
yeah. clue of a place not to go. It was a you fucking should, tent. You should go to a place that has uh, like real medical MDs yeah. Uh, yeah, as therapists, yeah. not just people who That's are like, I'm a therapist. I'm a counselor. I've been yeah. through this program. I'm a drug counselor. But you don't know what to make of it at That's, the time. That, that does not mean right. that you're a drug counselor. <laughs> uh, that means that you've been through this program and you know how this one program works, yeah. wow. which is... And that's it. You're not certified by the state. Yeah. You're not mm. anything. So mm. uh, if you're going to seek therapy, make sure that these people are certified. Yeah. That they are real therapists and real counselors. Wow. Uh, that's a good tip. That's a good Feels first like, sign. You know, um, at that age, maybe your mom could have done the extra You're right. Googling. But also, this was literally walking distance from my house. Oh, it's so convenient, though, this cold. And it was, <laughs> it was at a church. My parents are... Uh, Catholic. Hell yeah. It was at a Catholic church is where it started. Um, There's a lot of... Like in the basement of this church, so... Shitty counseling and therapy that comes from people just believing a church, man. And the church had absolutely nothing to do with it. They rented (laughs) out... at the fucking church. They just rented their basement to this people it was a community uh, okay. you know they just rented it but it made your mom trust it that's Absolutely. insane i hate yeah. that logic it's, <laughs> totally, it's so well, funny they knew that it works. wasn't religious but they figured <laughs> yeah, the that church the church wouldn't okay. allow a piece of shit group to yeah. be in their basement right and i'm sure that the group didn't know i'm sure the church didn't know that they were a piece of shit <laughs> because they were pretty well developed like by the time i got there hmm. so and, you're you're beginning the story from yes. the perspective of us knowing the whole way that this is a piece of shit group, Which, but but yeah, how, did you? How long did it take you to figure that out, or your parents? Until I left, no yeah. way. Five yeah. years later, you were in for five years. Years, yeah. Wow. So starting when you were sixteen, yeah. So when I went in uh, that day, that first day, I walked in and there was this long-haired dude who looked like he was maybe 19, 20. Mm. Super long hair, like down to his nipples type long hair. He was sitting at a weird desk, like table, uh, eating a microwaved dinner. And I walked in and I was like, hey. And he's like, yo. And he's like, are you Chris? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, right on. I'm Phil. Come on in. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who's this fucking dude? Like, he's another guy in the the program. He's like some other kid. This guy is high right now. Yeah, yeah. for What's sure. What's up? I'm just getting my hair into my microwavable meal. <laughs> yeah, things are chill. Change yourself. Um, I eat microwave food. I'm trash. <laughs> and then he was like, you want to go? And... <laughs> He's like, you I eat go... microwave food, by the way. <laughs> so do I. Everybody does. It's the best. Self-burn. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I love Hot Pockets. I love Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> I am Jim Gaffigan. Uh... I want to be him. I want to be his kids. Uh, he has so many kids. So many kids. It's weird. Hampton does this impression. He must come again That I think about. Did I tell you this? I think about it like once or twice a week still. And he's like, they should put bacon in ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, great. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, so, Phil. So, yeah, Phil. Uh, was, and I was, he was like, oh, you want to go and smoke? And I was like, sure. I was like, this place rules. Because I thought he was talking smoking about weed. smoking weed. Uh, and we went out back, and then that's when I found out that he was a counselor there, oh my God. and we were going to smoke cigarettes, and I was like, yeah, good enough. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this guy's cool. Like, you're a counselor. You're fucking a kid, you know? <laughs> and you seem cool as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you really seem cool and like not... Like a nice so- person. Yeah, yeah. Like, being like, chill. You're kind of like, oh, I'm being dropped off at rehab. Right. I, I expected, I was, like, armed guards. Exactly. And, you know, Doctor so with glasses. and cool. Right. This guy's, like, cool. He, I was very surprised to find out he was sober. I was like, okay, you're cool. Like whatever yeah. and our and conversation PX, was dude. 
our <laughs> our conversation was really chill. Like there was no, we barely talked about drugs. He just wanted to like get to know who I was, and he was like, "You should come back tonight. We have a meeting. Like it's like a AA style meeting, okay. and just meet all the people in the group and blah blah blah." Uh, and I was like, "Whatever." So I went home and got high all day, and then went back to that meeting that hmm. night. And they had people come and pick me up. It was three very young, not very young, uh, <laughs> my aged, young, very attractive girls. Oh, I would three, say young now. Very young. Three very young, very attractive young. girls. Oh, dude, Underage women. Yeah, they sent which, a carriage of bait. <laughs> they did. <laughs> to my uh, they they sent, did. You they think it was on purpose? Totally. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I would find oh, out right. later that it was very much on purpose because oh, I would also do MG. the same thing later. Uh, to other to kids. other kids, dude. Knowing, but not realizing why I was doing that. That was just part of the thing. They told you to do it, right? Like if a new dude showed up, you you would yeah. have new girls reach or the women kind of reach out to them and make them feel welcome right away. Wow. And if it was a like, girl, bring oh, the I, bus of guys. I, well, the cool, <laughs> like one cool guy is what they would do. Yeah, they'd wow. send that one cool dude. Right, because you don't want to overwhelm them and you just have like one cool, a nice... Of dudes. So it was like this whole thing. <laughs> her, her, her. <laughs> hey, what's up? Dude, she showed up! We're going to run a train on this rehab. Up. They're all like high-fiving. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Check here! You're about to get sober. Nice tits! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man! Get in here. Let's drink some coffee. You want to wow. watch me throw a knife so, at a wall? So I'm a man. Really, you're getting suckered in for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were yeah. all like, and they were all very cool. And immediately they gave me a hug and were like, "We love you." And I was like, "That's okay. weird." Wow. I did not like that, but it was also like awesome. Like secretly, right, yeah. that was the best. Was I wanted validation. to get hugged yeah. and you have somebody tell you who doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. Even though I was like, you don't fucking know me. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> like I was a punk. Like, literally a punk rock teenage kid. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck away from me. I didn't trust anybody. I was had a real shitty attitude. But, of now. course, secretly, I was like, <laughs> please hug me. You know, all of those things. Please hug me. Um, I like girls and I need help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I went to... That, it was all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I was a virgin. It was like, fuck yeah. All yeah. of, you know. Yeah. So I... Uh, so I went to this meeting and met all the other kids. They like range in age from like my age to like maybe 24. Uh, there wasn't that many, maybe 10 or 12, something like that. Hmm. Uh, and later when it got bigger, it, like the group itself turned into like hundreds of people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they split age groups. So it was like under 18 and over 18 because that was right. obviously that weird. Sense. Smarter. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it, when I started, it was mixed because it was just... There wasn't a reason for that. How Although, many kids were there yes, when there you is a fucking reason for that. 12, no matter how many yeah. people are there, no that shit. shouldn't have been happening. No, exactly. Another Someone's, reason, yeah. another clue that's like this place isn't. You shouldn't be. Yeah, a twenty-four-year-old shouldn't be in the same fucking meeting as a sixteen-year-old at all. Talking yeah. about their issues, they're going to be way different. Yeah, yeah, it's just you, yeah. They need different counseling. <laughs> it's not good. Right. Also, yeah. these are these are like people who are recently hurt or damaged. Right. You know? <laughs> they're not entirely trustworthy with other people totally yeah so so then uh, i went to that meeting and it was again all the people there seemed very cool all the other counselors Mm. were a lot like phil they all had long hair and were like cool and weird and silly and i was like this is cool like it's weird that you guys all have long hair but whatever that's (laughs) like your thing and it's like you you know you're still like a cool rock and roll guy and that's (laughs) fine whatever um and but it was it was just fine, and I basically got 
their advice was like, just keep coming back because it'll get your parents off your back. Yeah. And you can smoke cigarettes here. And I was like, good enough. You know? And <laughs> yeah. I, and But they yeah. did not say, like, quit getting high. They just said, keep coming back. Huh. And so <laughs> I was like, sweet, I'll just keep getting high and keep coming and my parents will get off my back and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. So that's how it, like, that was the very initial, like, first night to the next day being like, I'll come back for your next stupid meeting. Who gives a shit? Yeah. My parents will get it. Whatever. All that. Uh, Can you put your fingerprints on this gun? (laughs) Real quick. (laughs) But in between uh, coming back to that next meeting, my parents put me into the outpatient program of that rehab, which Hmm. was me going every day from 12 noon to 4 p.m. for for six weeks, Mm. which ended up being mm, 12 weeks, I think, because I wouldn't stop getting high. So they just kept having to keep me in there. Wow. Because I was like, this is, I don't want to fucking, the biggest thing was like, I'm not a drug addict. I'm a kid. Was yeah. that? I don't like, I can easily yeah. stop doing these drugs. Yeah. No problem. Was I don't. Afro man, your hero. I don't. <laughs> I just <laughs> hated all of this. Like it was such a bullshit. Why am I here? I just hate. Yeah. Yeah. I hate being 16 was the problem. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I need to be an adult and leave this neighborhood you can make your own decisions and right shit. yeah that yeah, was yeah, so yeah. i just kept getting high and eventually uh i got my i just kept lying about it about getting high i just kept mm-hmm. being like oh yeah i'm sober and uh <laughs> and so you, i got did you have to take drug tests uh no oh damn and i got what my a bunch of simpletons i got my 30 day their equivalent of a 30 day chip uh, which was like this weird necklace oh, wow. uh, that they would give you that was it was made out of a leather. It was a monkey ball fist or a monkey fist knot. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a sailing <laughs> knot. Yeah, It looks yeah. like a volleyball, oh, basically. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and they used, I guess there's some, the symbology was that the, uh, <laughs> that you're getting off the rough waters of doing drugs and getting onto the, the solid land of sobriety. And Kyle, now I get to fuck your wife. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my 30-day fist, is what they called it. I got my 30-day fist with four days sober. Uh, And they made it like, I think they knew uh, that, I'm sure they knew that I was getting high. So they made it like extra dramatic and very just emotional to fuck with oh, you no. just so because i like had to break after that i was like okay i feel bad i feel like really bad mm. that you guys i am yeah i'm like bar- i'm getting high all the time you uh, told them yeah i told because I've, of the dramatic yeah yeah what I was the up, ceremony like so you would all everybody it was after a meeting they would do it and so everybody was in a circle like arm in arm like you would uh like a kick line you know uh-huh. what i'm saying like a can can line uh-huh. everybody's arm in arm like that in a circle uh, well, at the end of the meeting and the counselor would come out into the middle and first they pass around a hat and everybody gives money, which that was fucking, okay. <laughs> starting the why? open mic guys, Again, starting the open mic. There was, wow. there was so the whole point of all of this was always money. So yeah, huh. keep that in mind. Those meetings weren't free. You had to pay for them with that reminds Whatever. me, guys, check out our Patreon, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies, just bonus content. Yes. We want yes. you to stay alive. We want you to be here. <laughs> the, uh, the whole thing was, and they, uh, the outpatient that I did was very expensive, uh, all of that. So anyway, the, the counselor, wow. one of the counselors would come into the middle, and they would, do, they would like, give this speech about this guy or this gal, and they would never say their name, but everyone knew who it was because there was one new person 
who's getting their fist. But they would do this. I know it's a terrible. It's terrible. I wish they called it. Dave so fist they should have called it awful. something. Dave, else. don't interrupt. So they're fisting you. Yes. Continue. And it's the thirty-day fist, so it's an important one. It's huge, um, dude. The but the dude, day fist. yeah, the the guy came out. Uh, into the middle it was Phil who was like the cool one to me I thought he was cool um, mm-hmm. and he, and he you. just did this whole thing he fisted me <laughs> um, but he gave like a speech where he ended up crying oh. during it about how like what a special person I was and how important I was like to this group even though I'd only been there 30 days and blah oh. blah blah and it was like this whole I mean it was really dramatic multiple yeah. people cried I Laying cried on thick. and I was like I have fucking... And then after he gave it to me, everybody, and this was tradition, it wasn't just me, but this happened to everybody. After they give it to you, uh, all of the same gendered people as you would run over and pick you up and put you on their shoulders and do like a whole like rah-rah, they're the <laughs> wow. man, and everybody would chant your name. And it was like... And were you just intense. like weeping when that happened? Yeah. It yeah. was like the best moment of my life. <laughs> I felt... Like, I've I never just felt... like pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, truly, at that moment, I've never felt more important. Wow. wow. They like really did it. They wow. like fucking got me. I was like, all of Holy these people... Shit. Care about you. Care about me so much, more than anybody's ever shown me. Mm-hmm. And I'm lying to all of them. Wow. So wow. I had to quickly be like, I'm not. And after that, I was like, hook, line, and sinker. Whatever you say, I'm doing for Dude. the next five Whoa. years, basically. After five they years. put you on their yeah. shoulders, you were like, I have to. I mean, I, it, I have to tell you something. Yeah, pretty much. You're gonna regret that shoulder, mm-hmm. that shoulder move we just did. You're gonna want to totally. put me under your shoulders. <laughs> so <laughs> the public stepping begins. Uh, <laughs> I'll just curb you. So I had. You're people, gonna want to curb stomp me after I tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> and after the curb stomping, I got sober. And my, uh, but like the whole time, my parents were super into it because I was getting sober and happy but they used to fight about it all the time i found out later being like this place is fucked up and we need to get him out of there but the other one would be like but he's sober and seemingly happy and they would have that fight back and forth like taking the different sides all the time wow because they were like we don't know what to do because i just slowly separated myself from them for what wait wait wait. right yeah yeah what do you mean you slowly separated yourself from them well because while I was there, like, you never... It was an outpatient program, so I still lived with my parents. Yes. But, like, slowly, it just took over our life. We had another dude from the program move into our house, like, another kid. Wow. Into your house just, with your parents. Yeah, because he was, like, in a bad situation, right. his home situation. Yeah. Um, and my parents were like, this is... We want you to do all this, but we also want you to, like, finish high school and live a normal life. Right. So they were like, we're going to help start a school and what (laughs) yeah my parents are really great people so they were like we're gonna start a school for you guys for like you high schoolers so you can finish school what and they donated their basement to it so my parents house was my high school (laughs) and my other kids like lived there we had i think over the time we had like three different people live there like and get them sober Whoa. And so it like became this like function of the place. <laughs> you guys became like an arm of the fucking fight club. Sure, but I didn't, but they had like nothing to do with it. Like they did huh. for sure, but like quickly they got like muscled out of it. Really? 
just by the way that everybody acted. It was like, yeah, thanks, see ya, you know. And Whoa. and then as soon I moved out before I turned eighteen, even Whoa. I was like, later I'm gonna go move with my friends. And, and they built that school inside of their basement. Yeah, in their basement. That's the best. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then wow. and eventually that school, like every the whole group itself, got much much bigger. So while yeah. all of this was happening, everything was getting bigger. The school moved out and got like a real location. Yeah. And it's like a real school for a while. It was that was really crazy. Um, and this group, I was in there for long enough that again. After I turned 18, I ended up starting kind of working there for free, uh, mm. just giving away counseling, thinking huh. that I was like being a good Well, you're a part of the group. Kid. Yeah, yeah. You're I was doing, you know, the work. Outreach. Yeah. This is the important way to stay sober is by huh. talking to new people and helping, which Can is I, true. It's not to exactly interrupt right, yeah. like too hard, because like, yeah. I want to keep going down that road, but I'm curious that your parents had people from the program stay in their basement and there was like some sort of part of the school down there too. They, yeah. What does that mean? Okay. So they started this school, uh, called soar. They, and they like hired a teacher and everything, not just them, like the other parents in the group, but my parents volunteered our house. So the school was in our basement and it would happen before the outpatient program. So kids would come in, do school and then leave and go to the rehab after yeah. that. So it was all rehab people all the time, like 24 seven. You just ended up being around them. Did that continue to happen after you moved out? No. Oh, okay. Because the school itself moved to that bigger place. I see. Before I even moved out. But I did graduate from that high school. In your in your ba- in mom's my basement, basement. Oh, yeah. which at God. the time Do you talk about that. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. No, yeah, I just graduated from my mom's house. Yeah, and it was. I'm thinking of going to college at my dad's house. Technically, <laughs> technically in the day because we had other people living at the house at the time. Rehab kids, they were living in the rooms, like the actual rooms that right. we had. Yeah, and I was actually living in the basement. So the. <laughs> It was the school your... was in my bedroom. <laughs> I, I would see go your parents to high... being like, this is maybe getting a bit too much. <laughs> I, my, I this is now our lives. My desk at the school was my bed, legit. I would just sit <laughs> on my bed and do work. It He's was weird. The best student and because it was seen. like this weird year-round school, I ended up graduating early, even though I dropped out. And it's like a fully real accredited. I graduated from high school, <laughs> some high school technically in Greeley, nice. Colorado. That's I don't even know the name of the high school. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it was like because it was like an extension. That's where yeah. their accreditation was from. Exactly. Whoa. So it was like a real high school. It was. But also, it was like a fucking joke. I Who'd you been take like, to prom, oh. dude? <laughs> no prom. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no prom. No prom. Unfortunately, no, no prom for me. I don't think you, then you technically graduated. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's supposed to have sex at midnight on prom. Otherwise, you That's don't true. graduate. That's true. That's how you get your last PE credit. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your class's stiffler? I don't understand. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like it was you, dude. <laughs> said it, oh, yeah. Like also, stiffler. my graduating class was three people. Wow. Me and dude. two other yes. dudes. So yeah. you were fucking valedictorian. <laughs> I was. I literally was. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. I was this is in, incredible. I went from having like a 0.5 GPA when I dropped out, and I graduated with a 4.0 valedictorian of my three-person high school out of my it. parents' basement. So your high school wow. graduation had a valedictorian a salutatorian and the guy who graduated last in his class. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and we all had like three eights or above. <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty good. 
That's amazing, so dude. He was wild. Definitely taking part in this group through Big all time. of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like this went past high school. Yeah. Well past. I, once again, once I became like an adult and moved out, I then started. I lived only with people in the program. Like I didn't. I completely didn't see any of the friends that I used to hang out with. Yeah. And now that I hung out or like moved out from my parents, I stopped pretty much talking to them completely. So it's a sobriety thing. It was like, it was, I can't hang with anybody who correct, would possibly Because these people be are my people. We got to be, they're helping me stay sober. And okay. like a really good example of like the cult part of this mm. so that people understand why it was so weird and mush. Like, first off, you have to remember that you have like a 16 year old mush brain yeah. and you hate everything. So you're going into it with that. And all most sobriety programs talk about having a higher power. Like every 12-step program has a higher power Mm -hmm. and that you have to turn yourself over to this higher power. And when they got to that part, everybody was like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm 16. I've been force-fed religion. I went to a Catholic school. Like, fuck God. Fuck your God. Fuck any God. Like, my life sucks. No, no, it's cool. He's Zinu. Yeah, like, what part of this is cool? So they would say, like, of course... But think about it this way, because it's just a higher power. So think about if everybody in the group were to get together and try to beat you up, could they? And it's like, well, of course, it's fucking, at the time, whatever for me, it was like 16 yeah. to 1. I was like, of course they could. So then it's like, okay, well, then they are a power greater than oh, you. Oh, the group yeah. is the higher power. Right, because they are Jesus. a power greater than you. So think of like, if you were to ask those 16 yeah. people, like, should I get high? What do you think they're going to say? It's yeah. like, well, no. It's so the same like, policy. So they just do in, use them yeah. as your prey to the group. They're the higher Whoa. power. They are yeah. your greater consciousness. That's use that. Fucking scary. And, well, they but, do the same thing in AA. It's for yeah. the agnostic, basically. Oh, yes. really? Because mm-hmm. like three of the rules rely on God and right. like a belief of something is bigger than you. But Doug Stanhope has a really good point that like one of the things is like you have to admit you're powerless over, mm-hmm. you know, the these narcotics or whatever. And then later on you have to choose a higher power. And he's like, Well then narcotics are my God. <laughs> right. It's a higher power I've <laughs> yeah. got. <laughs> they control <That's>, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow. It's over. That's yeah. So funny. It is just a dumb way to And think I about it. I do believe that in AA and with fully functioning human adult brains mm-hmm. getting that information you will take that you in a different it. way yeah. some people totally need and, just that and, and like a lot yes, of those rules absolutely totally. but it doesn't really always universally work across the board i think is right kind of the problem and well, it i do think that there also the is a very specific shit. difference between going to an aa meeting and having someone tell you think of this group as a power greater than you and being in a program that put you through school, that you're around all the time, right. that are the only people you see, and having them tell you that the group is your higher power. Right. Because you're all they're already your only yeah. group. Right. We're God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm exactly. sure that won't backfire. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's exactly Just what think it was. of us like we're God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> totally. And the, the part that I hate about it most is that I then said that to so many other people over wow, the really? years because well, I ended you, up... That's the thing, man. It was an emotional fucking pyramid scheme. I have... Totally. And I'm like a charismatic person. Hell I would yeah. say even less now than I used to be because this hair. place fucking beautiful. ruined me. Uh, but I used to be like the fun guy in the rehab. I was huh. the guy that they would be like, 
you got to meet Chris. And then I was, I ended up sponsoring a ton of people. Wow. At one point I sponsored like 20 people at once, which is fucking Whoa. insane. Dude, I was start a your child. Own cult. Cult it spin was off. ridiculous. <laughs> like I shouldn't have been doing that. Um, and I was for sure going to go and be a counselor. That was like my plan for yeah. life. That really? was like what it's I like, had given into what I was going to do. And you're getting validation for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oftentimes how do you not go for the thing that like everyone's going you're so good at this totally dude you're like a savant it was gonna be great and i was getting like uh like groomed for it like very much so and i was basically doing everything that they were doing yeah before doing it you, you know your i just didn't go to the waited for kids to show up <laughs> come on let's go have a smoke hell yeah anyway i'm gonna finish this microwave pizza um <laughs> mm. that's our but he's, <laughs> my name's phil <laughs> um but I was getting ready to go to the counselor training, which again costs a lot of fucking money. Really? Uh, it was in Phoenix. There was places uh, in Phoenix, St. Louis, and Atlanta. Whoa. All run by the same guy. Okay. Um, and I was getting ready to go. I was like signing the papers, like going to the counselor training. Yeah. And the director of the Colorado part, which was not like the main dude, but just the Colorado chapter, uh, he pulled me aside. And we had a very long conversation, and after, like, hours of prying, he, like, broke me down and found, like, a couple of things that I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing, Whoa. which were uh, jerking off to porn sometimes. That was not allowed. You couldn't do that in this place. Dude, this it's is very weird. This is like right? what Scientology does. So I couldn't, I couldn't go to the counselor training because I, and it all started because I wore a chain wallet, and he, like, <laughs> of course he's it started off. with that, so... <laughs> He was like, what's up with that? Like, are you still going to concerts? And I was like, sometimes. And he was like, that's not cool. And eventually what? got how to, to this, like how I wasn't spiritually fit to be a counselor and I shouldn't go. Oh, wow. And so I left the program what? and like... Wait, okay. I, I, obviously, <laughs> I, I want to know about you leaving the program, but there's like several of those things need... It'll, it'll all be explained very okay. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this, I, was, I left the program in a big huff. A real like, fuck you. I like graduated from the program. Yeah, they do yeah. this whole ceremony. But I was like fucking pissed at this place because I was right. like, I'm the best one here. Like I'm made for this shit. Yeah. I, this sucks, whatever. So I left real pissed. Uh, and about two months later, I found out from other people in the program that a bunch of the counselors left, including that dude, uh, the director, Dave. Mm -hmm. He also left. They all just like quit the program. Okay. And I went and got a beer with him. <laughs> Whoa. No way. And he you was were back. <laughs> we back all were back. Quick? We all were back. Because he was like to beer drinking though? Like not not necessarily everybody, but I was like, I don't have a fuck I went to AA for a while after that and the mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. And the sponsor that I had there was like, you don't have a problem. Amazing. I I think it's good that you're here. Like yeah. you seem happy, but I don't think that you have a problem. And I, if you want to go and drink again, you know, obviously we're here <laughs> if you want to, but I don't think you are that person either. I love wow. that, man. You like <laughs> so, left in a huff and you were like, I'm fine right away. That's yeah. That's cool. So you met the well, director for a beer. I wasn't like, I'm fine. It oh, fucked okay. me up for a very long time uh, in lots of different ways because well, I didn't know how to make friends. I was like... I yeah. meant with regards to drinking. Yes. Obviously that yeah, fucks yes. you up. Yeah. Just, but I went to... Yeah, so I went to dinner and got beers with this director. Uh, and he was like, I didn't know how to tell you to not go. I didn't want to break your mind. Holy and shit. And being like, I just found out what this fucking place is. Like... 
like he had been fucked up about it for a while and Whoa. was like, I don't know how to get out and I don't this know is how, like what going to do. Clear Scientology, legit. Shit. So he was like telling people not to go to the. Everybody that was getting ready to go to counselor training with didn't go because he talked them all out of it. And was like, you wow. can't go. I thought initially he was trying and to get you almost like scam you. Like, sorry, you got to go back through the process and like no. get more. This is crazy. No, he, he was, was like, to you got to totally. And then he did. And a bunch of the other counselors did. And there ended up being like, there's a website about it uh, called On the Emmis, which was like a weird thing that they used to do. They used to call like a promise that you really meant in mm-hmm. Emmis. I don't know why. Huh. Um, but there's a website called On the Emmis that's like for survivors of these programs. Wow. They did like a whole 60 minutes expose on the dude who ran it. His name was Bob Meehan. And like basically shut the whole thing down. Whoa. Because he was like a total fuck. He was like a real piece of shit. He just stole his story from the movie Drugstore <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> what? It's fucking crazy, dude. It's crazy. It, the whole thing is like, it's overwhelming to talk. I've tried for a long time to just block it out of my memory. It sounds like the guy who got you and those other people out was a real is the fucking Schindler's man. Fist. <laughs> hey! He, he got a good. Schindler's Fist. He is, he is like... <laughs> Am I still here? And he is, this was the thing, right? Oh, shit. He is such a legit dude. Like, he is so cool um, that he ended up, after that, starting a legit, actual sober school. Wow. Cool. Like, four people legitimate the way it should have this been done time from we the got beginning. It right. Because he's the fucking man. Like, like he was them. he was in it for the right reasons. A mm-hmm. lot of the counselors were in it for the right reasons. Of course. You like just you get were. fucking brainwashed exactly yeah. into this fucking crazy thing. Can I a quick tangent? Can yeah. I can I ask real quick like why concerts were considered bad by this place? Obviously it's all it was, mental manipulation, but like yes. what did they what were their reasons? Because you were hanging out with like it's too much temptation. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it's associating yourself with the life that you used to live. And so, so it's that's like why you should stop listening to the music that you listened to when you partied. You uh, should start listening to this so you don't have any of these triggers to make you want to go and party. And then jerking off with porn is just like overstimulation or something. Like it's a Purity. It's an escapism thing. I have no fucking clue. I think Odinism. they just control. What's I've, that? Isn't that like the one word they used for masturbation, like almost like Shakespearean times, is onanism? Because, oh, I've never and heard that. It was frowned upon because it's all like you're just like enjoying yourself. Like, uh, right. <laughs> I, that's, it was frowned upon to enjoy yourself. You should let God blow you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was more of a control thing than anything else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just like how far can you go or what whatever. About, then you know you really have somebody when they're fucking... What if you Start go to a concert? Can you jerk know. off at a concert? Right. I, I did all yeah. the time. Did two hey. wrongs make a right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, good. So, man, so you leave, yeah. you meet with this dude, he blows your fucking mind open by telling you what he did. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, what was the fallout for you from like, because you just, in at that dinner, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but you like realized you had been brainwashed. Right? No, that had slowly been happening after I got out okay. and started just going to regular AA meetings. I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, why aren't you guys so fucking weird? Wow. Why are you just normal people? Like, you just leave after this and go home and don't hang out with each other? And they're like, yeah. No, we do like weird <laughs> like this, public like, shaming stuff. Yeah, like, we just come here to like get a little bit to like get our fix make sure we stay sober and then we go and live our normal lives like we have jobs and like we're trying to improve ourselves and it's like what (laughs) that's crazy like it's yeah so 
I've started to figure it out then, uh, very much so. And luckily, I'd also made like really good friends in that drug rehab. Yeah. So when when we all got out at the kind of the same time, so we all lived together and we're going through this at the same time. So it wasn't like I was just alone. Wow. Everybody was like, "What the fuck is happening?" So I had like uh, four friends at the time, and yeah, one right. of them happened to be the funniest dude of all time. Uh, and he was like, "I think I'm gonna start doing stand up." Nice. And then new like, cults. And then like years, <laughs> and then years later, he was like, "Dude, you're so funny. You should do stand up." And then that's where I am now. Is this Mark? Yeah, I know him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This and he's guy... since. He he's works at Facebook now. Yeah, he's the most incredible person. Mark <laughs> he's done Zuckerberg. Everything. It's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. No, this yeah. guy, like... Shit, he's the funniest robot in the made world. Made a Google Chrome extension. Yeah. Whoa. That uh, if you... It, it still exists. If you install it, it changes the word Trump to fatty. <laughs> <laughs> On every website, it's hilarious. So it'll be like Fatty's wife, Fatty, Fatty nukes the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. he it's was so laugh for five seconds before you get blown away. It is hilarious. Uh, he's so fucking funny, and he's a genius. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, and then so, but truly, I had no idea what I was. I was like really floating through wow. life yeah. when I got out of there because I was like, I don't know how to make friends. I don't know how to do anything. I think like really. Really fucked up my life because 16 to 22 are some pretty developmental yeah. years. Yeah, wow. To finding it's a big out who hurdle you are. after some other hurdles of getting kicked out of school. You were right. on a soccer path. So, you know, yeah. you're yeah, going to be a star athlete by now. So, truly thank God for comedy. <laughs> I had no fucking clue what I was going to do with my life. And wow. I was That's like, amazing. oh, cool. This is fun. And then it like turned into what it's become. Yeah. Thank God. So, most important question who are your guys? <laughs> uh, Bob Meehan yeah. ran that cult. Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Who are you guys? Phil, we called him the Hurricane. <laughs> he was my first counselor and sponsor. All oh, your comedy influences and, are just your counselors. Yeah. That's uh, it. And also, side note, all those people fucking rule. All those counselors that uh -huh. quit around that time have all gone on to do like really cool things. Oh, awesome. One's like a really awesome lawyer and does cool shit. Oh, my God. Uh, Is Phil Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil. <laughs> yep. He works Whoa. at. He works at a college like ASU or something, doing something really fucking cool. That Phil does. Wow. Uh, yeah, everybody like everybody that I was cool with there has turned into like really special people. Wow, that's amazing. Which well, is really good. awesome. I'm glad yeah. you got out. Me too. I mean, where would you have been? I mean, if the whole thing got kind of shut down, if you had gone to Phoenix, what would have happened? Maybe. Who fucking knows? I'd be in Phoenix now. You know, like, no stand-up in sight. Yeah, or in Atlanta, or in St. Louis, or somewhere weird. Who fucking knows what I would have been doing? But you well, probably wouldn't be still with that group, right? Like, it'd be well, they definitely got. Out. Do you think you would have moved to a different? I mean, group? I really, I have no fucking clue what would have happened. Honestly, I was so in that I don't really know. I'm, there is I was a case so of people who like are in cults, like just moving to other. Yeah, like, I groups, totally like, would have done it. Susceptible to like you know, but yeah. you kind of sound like you just got pushed into it more than anything. Right, like, but I also think I have that I have an addictive personality for sure, mm -hmm. and stand up in a way is does pull you fucking right in. You immediately have friends Creativity. all over the country. It's a great. It's There's a, great a lot way of the same. Those impulses. Yeah. You know? It has a lot of the same feelings right at the beginning to being like, oh, I'm very welcome into this group. Yeah. There's a lot of so, reward kind yeah. of endorphins going on. So <laughs> yeah. it's definitely, you know, th thoughtful to be, you know, cautious of that mm -hmm. to anybody who gets in it. But I think there is something really great about the validation of, you know, putting a lot of those feelings into something creative that then you've 
there's something tangible almost right. a- after it, you know? Mm-hmm. I used my depression to make an award-winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Why are you laughing? <laughs> what are you, what are you laughing at? I don't see what's funny at? about that. Yeah, yeah the award-winning um, one is that Jonah Ray <clears throat> likes the show. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't think he knows I even have a podcast, so well, there well, you go. will get there. I feel like from there we could go a lot more, you know, just with your life and everything, no but this was great to just hear about that. And uh, is there maybe any advice you'd give to people who are younger, maybe? Uh, Young fisters out there. <laughs> Young fisters. Uh, going through maybe, I don't know, what you were going through in high school. Any advice, maybe, that you... Yeah. Uh, as far as getting high and doing drugs when mm-hmm. you're young, and this is something that I really, really did not comprehend, is you have... So much of your life to get high. You have so (laughs) much. Weed will be there forever. Those drugs will be there forever. You don't have to do them now. And better to do them. And you don't have to do them all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like truly, you should. It is important for your brain to develop. You need to let that happen. Yeah. You have so much time. You have the rest of your life to smoke weed. And it's so funny to think like we do live... I partied so hard when I was a kid because I thought it might end. That's what and it say. won't. We it live in this end. society that literally just tell us we go to college and then after college, you get married, you have kids, yeah. you have a house, you have a job, and your life is boring. You have a barbecue yeah. every now and then and that's your hang time. And that's yeah. if you're crushing it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so, it's so I had never thought about that. Yeah, but that... I thought that too. I got to get fucked up, man, because yeah, yeah. I got to stop soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I th- oh, really? That's, that's why you thought? I think Interesting. It, I just thought it was going to end. It was like one a, of the it thoughts. It was going to end. Yeah. The party was going to be over. The party's got to end at some point. It's you like, no, it now. really never does. Yeah, like, and, and that is good advice. It's like, you don't necessarily have to have no party. Just schedule that party when Party with your lines. kids. Yeah. <laughs> get, well, do, do the things that are important get like <laughs> well I'm like go to school a person who's school. like 40 years old like you're already as tired as somebody who just gets high all the time so yeah. you might as well wait till you've had a kid exactly. like gotten them on the right life path <laughs> and then you're like well i got a lot of free open days plus i'm tired all the time what i'm just saying is what being 40 <laughs> is just like being high hell yeah every time i smoke weed i just look up and i say man this is 40 <laughs> and i drink a 40 and then i suck so this, so this is 40s so this is 40s doing edward 40 hands <laughs> so, so this is party. rick and morty <laughs> Starburns. Starburns audio. Uh, (laughs) Uh, The other piece of real advice I would give uh, is Buy my album Brain Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) It'll help you get through anything. Uh, Is that if you're doing drugs when you're a kid, there's probably a reason and you should look into that. Absolutely, man. Uh, Absolutely. And stop doing drugs. Drugs aren't healthy. Uh, People talk about them and joke about them and everything, and I really think everything is fine in uh, small doses or whatever and reasonable amounts but drugs are no joke and they can fuck up your life yeah really really bad but i think uh, you're so you have to be important which is the therapy yeah. part you know yeah like just be honest like... with yourself is my biggest that was the, another thing yeah. i should have trusted myself in that fucking rehab i knew early on that something was weird i should have trusted myself listen to yourself you know if yeah. you're fucking not doing well you know go and yeah. get help 
So yeah, there is a thing where it's like obviously I think of drugs as just a, a thing you can do. It's like an experience you can have. But if just like with anything in life, mm-hmm. if you're doing it, uh, if you start doing it with regularity, um, or if you feel like you need it or wh- whatever, if can't you just live without like, it. Yeah, can't live without it, or even just like notice yourself wanting it. If you just are like really fucking pay attention to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice, man. And thank you, man, for talking about that. That was really, absolutely really amazing, dude. Absolutely, yeah. it's a, uh, it's one of these things. It's funny. I w- I've been trying so hard to uh, shove it down mm-hmm. uh, that I was talking to some friends the other night, and uh, it came up, and I said something, and they were like, "Geez, that sounds like a TV show." And then I said another part of the story, and they're like, "There's your first episode." Mm-hmm. And then I said something else, and they're like, "There's the season arc." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I think I should write this as a TV show." <laughs> so I've started writing it. So did you really? I, I, yeah, just barely. Oh, I'm wow. just kind of just getting into it. So it's really actually helpful to talk about because I honestly have tried so hard to forget about so much of it. Wow, which is not healthy. It's yeah. not a healthy way to deal with. I'm this. just gonna go through so fucking good. mental hospitals and t- point to people's PTSD and be like, "There's your show." <laughs> Oh, you're covered in burns? You got a show. And you're like, yeah, and then my skin started falling off. And you're like, that's the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be into this? Burn victims and burn-related people. (laughs) Fire? Fire's going to watch this every week. Fire? (laughs) This show. It's hypnotic. (laughs) Let's back up the truck of cocaine to my house. (laughs) I've sold the show. (laughs) Dude, yeah, you you sell this show, you get rich, and you have a drug problem i know <laughs> oh man oh the, the uh, funny part is i think i'm gonna have to quit smoking weed to focus on writing on this sh- writing this show which is well, really funny that's really funny yeah let's do it dude it's come full circle that's great man i'm glad you started work on that i mean yeah, yeah i mean there's also uh, one of, one of the most therapeutic things in my life is work for sure definitely just doing the work yeah yeah it's cool man oh yeah uh, buy chris's album brain thoughts it's on a special thing records right now go to his show arroyo comedy show at the arroyo soco golf course every sunday night at seven in south pasadena hell yeah listen to his podcast sports bullies chris chris and buy my fucking album yeah <laughs> buy came out a week ago. Album. It's, it's called a- the only man who has ever had sex <laughs> you can buy it at sex.guns.beer because I am always like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I have an album. Check that out. <laughs> uh, still need to get rid of a lot of cassettes. Uh, and Aristotle's check out- a cop. <laughs> Wait, are you recording this? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Can we get take out all of the Chris Goes to Rehab part? <laughs> um, yeah, if you want us to cut that whole thing out. <laughs> yeah, please do. And uh, <laughs> I guess check us out, uh, some road dates, uh, on uh, either Dave's or mine's website. And guys, we really appreciate you listening uh, to the episodes. You guys are a great audience. Thanks, Feels for, great. thanks for being with us for this two-parter. Yeah. We got a Patreon bonus up this week. Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddies. And otherwise, we'll see you next week. Glad you're alive. Glad you're alive. I'm glad you're alive, too. <laughs> no, you ruined it! <laughs> thanks for listening, folks. If you're actually actively thinking about suicide, we would hope that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They do incredible work, and they are better equipped to maybe deal with such a serious thing. Dave and I love you, and we want you back each and every episode. Thank you.
a podcast network.